gets a block, cuts it back, 40, 45, 50, he's off to the races, down the left sideline, to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Aaron Jones, oh, what a play! This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Game on Wisconsin and the Quick Slants podcast are brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. What's up, Packers fans, and welcome back to the Quick Slants podcast at Game on Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone, and... It is a victory Monday. The Packers get another win over the Chicago Bears. That is not surprising. What is surprising is how it all went down at Lambeau Field on Sunday night. Packers get a 45-30 victory over the Chicago Bears. They get their 10th win of the season. They keep pacing the NFC. Aaron Rodgers still owns the Chicago Bears, who were up 10 points on a few occasions in this one, thanks to some of the worst special teams play I have ever seen. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that and how this game got more difficult than it needed to be for the Packers, but they get it done in big fashion. They came alive in the second half. Aaron Rodgers turned in an absolutely brilliant performance, and Green Bay gets a victory, and they survive a, an onslaught from Chicago that, again, was, was completely needless. So the important thing here is the Packers keeping pace, still very much in contention for that number one seed, uh, there was some good, there was some bad in this game, there was some more injuries, unfortunately. So let's get to it. Let's start with the good. I mentioned Aaron Rodgers. He has a 141.1 quarterback rating, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And you knew that this was going to happen because earlier in the game, Robert Quinn gets a sack of Rodgers. And he mocks the belt. How new are you to the NFL, Robert Quinn? He is a got to be a near 10-year veteran of this league. And he is still doing the thing that you're never, ever, ever, ever supposed to do, which is mock the belt. It's been a mistake for 10 years. I don't think the Packers have lost a game when the belt has been mocked. Unreal. Just absolutely unreal. So... Well, Robert, you know, your team still sucks. You got your ashes beat again at the hand of your big brothers in the division, and that would be the Packers. Aaron Rodgers balls out. Rosal Douglas, another pick six. Preston Smith, two sacks, caused a fumble. Kenny Clark is Zeus out there, destroying offensive linemen. Devondre Campbell was back. He played well. Devontae Adams with another 100-yard game, two touchdowns, came alive in the second half. A.J. Dillon with some nice close-it-out running. The quadzilla himself. This is why the Packers spent that second-round pick. A.J. Dillon just churning over the Bears' defense. No Akeem Hicks out there for the Bears. No Khalil Mack. Mercedes Lewis had some big catches. Stepping up in the absence of Robert Tunyon and some other guys that this, this team has been missing. Alan Lazard with a touchdown. He had one of his best games of the season. They, you know, the Packers overcome the sleepwalking start. They get it done. They get a victory. My good friend and 
colleague and the guy who runs the show here at Game Out of Wisconsin, Jacob Westendorf, <laughs> texted me after the game, said it was the most frustrating 14-point victory that he's ever experienced. And in the Aaron Rodgers era, era he might have a great, a great case. I, I can't think of very many others. That have been that have been as frustrating. I know during the Brett Favre era there were quite a few because he would throw picks left and right, uh, but this is a, a different Packers, a version of the Packers, and it was definitely frustrating. But Green Bay gets a victory, nonetheless. Style points don't matter in the NFL, and so on. The Packers move; they get their tenth win. They improve to ten and three. But we have to talk about the bad special teams. Been waiting for this unit to cost the Packers a game all season long. Obviously, you could argue that. They have in the Vikings game. There were some missed kicks and there were some missed kicks against Kansas City. The last two games that the Packers have lost and you could argue that special teams cost them in that sense. But this was a performance that this was the kind of bad that I have been fearing was going to wreck a game for the Packers that they absolutely had to have. And it would have been a travesty had Green Bay not beaten the Bears in this particular game. Because they're, there's just, there's, the Packers have no business losing to the Chicago Bears. So the Packers give up 259 return yards in this game. That is historically pathetic. They allowed a punt return for a touchdown. This was a 96 yarder when they had the returner bottled up. Got to make that play. And he sneaks to the outside and he scores the touchdown. That cannot happen. Cannot happen. Just absolutely terrible. The special teams get they get bailed out. Amari Rogers muffs a punt late in the game, but gets bailed out because the Bears gunner is out of bounds on his own accord, and that is a penalty. And so the Bears had to re-kick. Otherwise, it's a fumble there. This is just, you know. At the end of the game, the Bears go for an onside kick. Marquez Valdez-Scantling muffs the onside kick. The Bears recover. It This was just, you know, it, the special teams have found, in every way conceivable, they have found a way to screw up in a moment. They are putrid. And I don't even, I don't even know what the numbers are. I don't know how historically bad, statistically speaking, these Packers are. I frankly, I don't care. My eyes tell me all I need to know. And I don't, there, I just, I don't think we're done. I don't think we've seen actually, you know, I, don't see, I think we've seen the worst. And I don't mean the worst in terms of that I think the Packers will turn in a, a statistically bad game like this again. But there's going to be a moment that's going to be very costly. And I don't, I don't think we've seen the worst of it yet. That's very just terrifying to me. I tweeted out to Rick Goslin, a Dallas reporter for many years. He's with Sports Illustrated now, and he's done special team stats and ratings for many years. He's famous for this. And I tweeted at him, I, I really want to know which Super Bowl winning team had the worst special teams in history. Because if the Packers are going to be that this year, which is great, I'll take it. You know, because they, they, there's areas of this team that I think are going to keep them from winning a championship. But if the Packers are to be a Super Bowl champion, they are going to shatter any record for a team that's bad on special teams. They are going to destroy those numbers. I mean, I don't care if at this point, if Mason Crosby hits every kick that he takes moving forward, if Corey Bohorquez bombs a 60-yarder every time he punts, and they house three returns. Amari Rodgers houses three returns from, from here on. This area of the 2021 Green Bay Packers is god-awful. It is a problem. Green Bay lets Sean Menenga go. 
Ron Zook before him, Sean Slocum before him. They've had problems after problems. They've had some very good teams. They've had some very bad teams. The special teams have been very below average on all of them. And they promoted Menanga's assistant, Maurice Drayton. And the result, worse. Much worse. Somehow. They simply can't be counted on. Special teams cannot be counted on. I mean, in every way possible. Minus, short of a a fake punt that gets picked off and housed. And I, I just, you know, maybe that's still... There's still four games left, so I guess let's just wait and see. I'm joking, but I don't know what Matt LaFleur has to be thinking at this point. You know, you don't want to micromanage anybody. Nobody wants to be micromanaged. You don't want to be that boss. But earlier this season, he had to tell defensive coordinator Joe Barry what the deal was. He had to he had to kind of get with Joe Barry and said like, hey, look, I need you to do this. I need you to do A, B, and C because this is what we need for our team. And the defense has responded and then some. So what the hell is happening at practice with special teams? I mean, I guess at this point, I'm micromanaging Maury Straten. I, I have to because I'm in the meetings. I'm watching practice sessions. I mean, I'm Matt LaFleur. This is my third straight shot at a trophy. My team is is beat the hell up. I need every possible ounce of performance for my team if they're going to do something beyond what's happened the last two years, which is get beat in the NFC Championship game. And now I'm staring down the barrel of a season going up in smoke because of another special teams disaster. And everyone knows that that's a likely scenario. This is, It's not like it's going to be a forgivable, oh, no one could have seen that coming. It's, it's heartbreaking. We all see it coming. It's been a bad trend all season long. And Lafleur is absolutely going to get crucified for it if it happens. It's not, it's going to be unforgivable. And he has to know that. So at this point, the head coach has got to get more involved. I want to hear something from him. If he was willing to tell us that he talked to Joe Barry, he should be willing to tell us what he is doing and saying to Maurice Drayton and about special teams. The players aren't going to change. The Packers have who they have, but they are not disciplined. They cannot possibly be getting coached. And you can't tell me that some of these players who are performing at a peak level on offense and defense are going out there and just playing like garbage on special teams all of a sudden. It just doesn't make sense. And again, for the bazillionth time this year, haven't the starters raised their hand and said they'd play specials? Someone asked Devontae Adams after the game, a reporter asked Devontae Adams, would you be willing to return punts if you had to this season? And Adams was like, no, I don't really want to, but if it comes down to that, I'll do it. I mean, these players have to understand that you know there, there, there may have to be some very drastic changes that take place to save the team from an absolute disaster, ending, disappointing, happening, loss, devastating moment, just any of it, any of it. I don't, I don't know. Mason Crosby made all of his kicks. Corey Bajorquez has a really nice punt. That's the one that got returned. Just, I, you know, and, and I get speed kills and and the bears have historically had all these you know great kick returners think back to devin hester just spare me spare me the packers have to figure this thing out and and or or just win in spite of it win in spite of it moving along keeping with some of the more downtrodden news of the day the packers lose right tackle billy turner to a knee injury he had um a lot of trouble walking off the field now he walked off on his own wasn't carted off it didn't look good Went into the blue medical tent. He was allowed to walk off the field. I would say if it was an ACL, he's probably not walking off the field on his own. 
they would cart him off and take him back to the locker room. So hopefully it's not an ACL, but it definitely looked like something. And uh, it's, it looked like something that's probably going to have Turner missing some time. So you had Billy Turner with the knee injury. Equinemia St. Brown shortly before the half leaves with a concussion. Dominique Daphne gets an ankle injury, a, a, a foot, a leg injury. It just keeps piling up. Dennis Kelly had to fill in at right tackle. We're still working with Royce Newman at right guard, Lucas Patrick at center, Yash Nyman at left tackle. I'm not concerned about the regular season, and I've, I have said it many, many times. It's the postseason that has me very downtrodden. The preferred starters that were out there this season, I guess you could say since David Bakhtiari has not played yet, Royce Newman and John Runyon Jr. are still out there. But your right tackle, your left tackle, and your center have not have now are now out. So you've got Billy Turner right tackle, Josh Myers at center. Haven't heard a word about him and how he's progressing and whether or not he's even going to come back. David Bakhtiari didn't practice last week. Coming off the bye, he's still not ready to play. There's only four games left. He's got to play a couple of games and get get up, get up to speed if he's going to come back and play in the postseason. This offensive line can get through the regular season. These four games they have left, they're at Baltimore, home against Cleveland, home against the Vikings, at Detroit. They can absolutely win all four of those games with the line that they finished the Bears game with. I have no problem with that. I have no issue with it. I have no lack of confidence there. That isn't the goal. It shouldn't be the goal. If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably not your goal. If you're going to waste your time listening to my voice ramble for 15 minutes twice a week, your goal is a Super Bowl for this Green Bay Packers team. And you should be concerned because the ability to protect Aaron Rodgers is going to manifest itself. It's going to be a huge issue when you get to the playoffs and you have really good defenses with really good schemes and good coaches who are going to take advantage of the weaknesses that the Packers offensive line has to try to beat the Packers and get themselves to a Super Bowl. They don't care about Green Bay wanting to get to a Super Bowl. They want to kick the Packers out. And that's how they do it. Pressuring Aaron Rodgers. And it's going to become an issue. Rodgers faced a decent amount of pressure from the Bears. No Khalil Mack, no Akeem Hicks, but he was still under pressure at times in this game. And finally, the offense figured it out. Short passes, they figured some things out. But the Bears on the, on the secondary side of things, you know, they're okay, not great. You're going to play some really good defenses. The Buccaneers are still a very good defense. The Dallas Cowboys have a very good defense. The Arizona Cardinals always seem to play well against the Packers. It's 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 going to be a thing. It's going to it's definitely going to be a thing. So I have just I have just seen things get so different in the postseason. We go in, we feel good. You know, this time the Packers are going to beat the odds and it'll be different and then bam, Rodgers no time to throw. He's getting pounded, can't you know, the offense can't get it going, guys are fumbling. We've seen it before. You know, after Elton Jenkins got hurt, this was a couple weeks ago, and I, I asked at that point, I'm like, this has got to be it. Like, I, I can't do the keep keep hoping. This is insane. That's got to be the one too many, right? And the Packers have still found a way to win some games. <laughs> and now it's Billy Turner. So are we past that point, or is Billy Turner the one too many? I, I just, you know, he hasn't missed a game all season. He's going to miss some time. It's just brutal. It's absolutely brutal. The health situation, the Packers came in, you know, the bye week, they needed it so bad. They they need these. They need their dudes back. Jair Alexander's getting close. It sounds like Zadarius Smith is getting close. We don't know how close Bakhtiari is or is not. I think David Bakhtiari can be out there 
I think that's helpful. If Billy Turner's injury is not long-term and he can return, that is the best-case scenario for these Packers. Because on the interior, then, you've got Royce, John Runyon Jr., Lucas Patrick. And you can at least, if you've got your tackles, you have Bakhtiari, Billy Turner out there. You can, you can try to figure some things out. I don't like that interior offensive line against playoff teams. I think that's still going to be a huge issue, but you've at least got you've got some things. You can do some things with that. So let's keep our fingers crossed. We finally get some good news on the offensive line front. Hopefully we get some good news on Billy Turner. It's not a long-term injury, and we find out more about David Bakhtiari, but there's that's that's unknown at this point. As of recording time, it's unknown. So what's next? The Packers get ready to take on the Ravens. They're going to Baltimore. The Ravens also suffered another injury on Sunday. Quarterback Lamar Jackson had an ankle injury, so it's unsure how serious that is at this point of, of recording time. It's Sunday night. It's late. Tyler Huntley came in. He actually turned in some good numbers in relief of Jackson, and uh, the Packers are going to have to find a way to get a big road win in an unfamiliar v- venue next week and keep the boat moving because with all these injuries, they need every advantage they can get, and they need to keep pace with the Cardinals, who are going to play later today. They host the LA Rams, big Monday Night Football game. I think most Packers fans are going to be Rams fans tonight because if the Cardinals lose this game, that puts Green Bay back into the one seed. And that's obviously a good place for Green Bay to be, and they can try to control their own destiny by just winning. Just win games. Just win games, because if you win out, you get the one seed, you have another week off. That's another week of rest. It's another week of recovery time for guys that are hurt, for guys that may have a chance to come back. We still don't know. Randall Cobb was placed on injured reserve. We don't know if he's going to be able to return. I would think probably not until deep into the playoffs. We're talking divisional round, championship round, if the Packers are fortunate enough to get there. I don't think we'll see Cobb come back prior to that, but maybe we'll get some better news than 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 not. I just I would just love for to get through two games where I don't have this spoiler to a victory where I'm I'm happy the Packers won, but I'm sitting here just wondering how much longer can the goodness go on because of all of these injuries. Now, the funny thing is is that I could worry myself all the way through and the the Packers win a championship and I never let myself relax because I was always so down about the injuries. But it's it's just been crazy. Crazy for the Packers this season. But we'll have another show on Thursday. We'll talk more about the Ravens. We'll talk more about the Packers. Ravens will have updates on the injuries and any other Packers news that goes on this week. The Packers get it done. 45-30, they take down the Chicago Bears. The Packers are close to becoming the winningest franchise in the history of the NFL, the 100-year history. It's crazy. By the end of the season, the Packers may have logged more wins than the Chicago Bears, who currently have more wins than any other team in the NFL. They were one of the first franchises back in the early, in the 1920s. And it was one thing, the Packers finally overtook the Bears in the all-time series in that matchup, the longest the longest standing matchup in NFL history. I won't call it a rivalry because, you know, it's not a rivalry. The Packers have been kicking ass. For the longest time, the Bears still suck. They haven't won anything. But the Packers are, are about to become one of the winningest teams. And it's a lot of it is thanks to 
the last 30 years and the absolute domination of the Bears from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Just so proud of these guys. So let's just enjoy it. Victory Monday it is. Packers get a big win. I'll be back on Thursday. If anybody has any questions, thoughts, comments, tweet me. I'm at Jason Perrone. Get over to Game on Wisconsin. Check out all the great content over there. I am really excited. I will be stepping in and helping to guest host the Marcos Valdez-Scantling show this week. So check that out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not already. You will get to, unfortunately, see my smiling face on Tuesday. Really looking forward to that tomorrow. So I'll see you guys in one short day. I'll be back with the Quick Slants podcast again on Thursday. Everybody enjoy your week. As always, stay safe, stay warm, and go Paco. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae from right to left. Cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 